Hello, folks, and welcome from a very rainy, very dark Hong Kong. Um, let's see, where do I begin? Well, severely jet-lagged, waking up at 4 a.m., but uh, that just gives me some more time to do a Dostazapod. So in this episode, I'm going to uh, tackle these questions you guys gave me uh, that I thought I was going to do on the plane ride, but ended up not uh, having internet access for. And then I will uh, break, and you can listen to my interview with Kit Lau, which is, um, it's just about 15 minutes. Um, the audio is very terrible. Uh, Kit is also very self-conscious about his English, which can at times be hard to understand, but um, he is a, a pretty articulate and uh, good English speaker, uh, as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, please bear with the sort of imperfect audio for that portion of it. Um, let me give you some just general updates here um, from the trenches. Let's see. I spent all day in China yesterday at the factory. Um, only went through the sort of paint facility, did not go to the tooling facility or the assembly line because uh, I, I don't have anything that's currently on the plastics machine. Um, there are sort of other glios makers that are there at this moment. So I got to review a lot of the paint samples. Chicon looks beautiful. And within any moment now, Yeti's going to have their pre-order up, and I will share it with you guys right away. Please support their carded deluxe figure. This is, you know, we made the Chicon project happen because of Yeti, and I want them to have success on the first painted version of Chicon and the first carded Night of the Slice figure that we've done. Pretty uh, tremendous uh, thing if you think about it. So um, that's going to happen soon, and I will also show you guys first the painted Chicon figure. Um, sh what I'm thinking about doing is, this is kind of tough. We have We have tough timing coming up. Part of the reason is, uh, the Kickstarter, as you guys have seen, is locked and loaded. We're ready to fire. Um, I'm going to submit the campaign. We're tweaking the video a little bit. There were some errors with accreditations for fan photos that we're, we're sort of fixing. Um, so we have, we have a, a bit of a bottleneck in terms of new stuff to offer. One is the Action Figure of the Month campaign, which is not a cheap sort of prospect to get involved with. And I do sort of need all the Squires of the Slice to rally their support behind it so we can get some new figures unlocked. Uh, the other thing is we have a lot of new product coming in. And so there is an opportunity to do an all-in. And what I think the all-in would be is a Hyper Knight and Chicon all-in combo. Um, this is a lot of figures. Uh, I have to sort of get all the goods landed and take a look and figure out what I'm going to use for patron gifts and what are sort of going to be regular releases. And then I can pull together a bundle for you guys. Um, I'm not going to offer an all-in beyond the Patreon. This is just going to be for you guys. But I do recognize that this is not an insignificant amount of money for an all-in and for an action figure of the month. And I do apologize for these milestones being so close together. I just don't... I don't have time on my side with these things. Um, so <clears throat> if you have to choose, if you have limited funds to sort of apply to something, the Action Figure of the Month Kickstarter campaign is going to be way more crucial because that money is going to unlock new figures. All-ins are, are nice, and I offer them to you guys as a courtesy, but you will be able to get these figures later on. So um, if you have to prioritize, uh, I would say... Make your focus the Kickstarter because that's going to have a much bigger effect for the well-being of Knights of the Slice and, and sort of what we want to do in the rest of this year and, and next year. So that would be sort of my uh, my guiding points for you. Um, Cyber Mama, I've also reviewed the tooling model for. She looks absolutely gorgeous. This looks like a work of art. The, the tooling models are always in a sort of pale white and they just, she looks like she's carved out of marble. It's really quite gorgeous. I, I took some photos. I am having, no surprise, sort of internet issues here. Um, I can get basic internet pretty well, and, and 
texts work fine, but I can't get photos to back up or upload. Um, trying to get that Kickstarter video up took all night. I literally had to sort of set it to upload and um, leave it overnight to, to kind of do its thing. So um, I'm sort of running behind in terms of sharing photos with you guys. It will get better once I'm in Japan, but, um, you know, for whatever reason, it, uh, it's always been a problem here in Hong Kong, but maybe it's just the sort of hotel I stay in all the time. So uh, keep an eye out. You're going to see the Cyber Mama tooling model pretty soon, and that's going to be a really excellent thing. Um, thank you guys for all the great feedback on the Kickstarter. Sorry about the login, the preview login debacle. I, I have no idea what happened there. I think it was a issue on Patreon's end with it not posting the link as it was written, but rather making it a referral link and, you know, X, Y, and Z. Anyway, I'm glad you guys got to see the campaign. Uh, we're super excited about it. Um, I'm sure I have other updates for you. Uh, just keep watching the lens clips on Patreon, the sort of their version of Instagram stories. I'll keep posting some stuff there. Uh, and with that, let me see if I can't bang out all of these questions before the breakfast buffet opens and I go pig out. Philip Barrara, could we see bootlegs on this trip? Absolutely. Uh, Mark Mosman, I like the note on Radic that says cloth shirts. That may be, you know, a little bit of a tell, but, um, keep your eyes peeled. I, I would like to do some cloth goods for him. Any thoughts about doing just a muscular male torso? Uh, yes. Um, I can't say more than that. It, it is something that's going to happen, but it contemplates a new license. So I, I don't want to say much more than that. And, um, you're just going to have to sit and think about that. Uh, would love to see more unmasked heads for Knights of the Slice. Uh, same with me. And more female heads. You got it. Coming right up. Uh, can you do a playset backdrop that we could print out at home or display our figs? Um, I've thought about this. I actually have one done. You know what? I should figure out how to get that to you guys. Gavin did a great one. I didn't even think of that until now. That's a great question, and and somebody just remind me next week when I'm back home if I haven't done it. There is a backdrop for you guys. Um, I should make that available. What's your favorite collectible store in Japan? Um, I guess Nagano Broadway Mall just has so much stuff there that it's really something for everybody. I know it's an entire mall. It's not really a single store, but... Um, I would say that. And if I had to specify, I would say the Keshi store at Mandarake. Um, it's, it is just like a fever dream. It's amazing. Um, are there any Japanese toys you're hoping to find on this trip? I'm always looking for Metalder Ghost Bank figures, which were a sort of uh, a almost Kenner mask version of great tokusatsu characters. And I'm trying to complete my sets of those. So that's what I'm looking for. Have you been to any cosplay cafes? No, the food is typically terrible at those theme places. Um, have I been to a ninja cafe? Don't. It's a tourist trap. Okay, no problem. Any more micro-style figures on the horizon? Yes. Uh, but only a, a couple more. I'm tired of doing micros. Uh, we're going to move on. Uh, Chris Solis, are there, I know there are several robotic-style Glios nines. Glios lines. Would you ever consider introducing a three and three quarter inch robot style figure for a nice of the slice, especially in the style of action of Transformers Action Masters, which have some great proportions and styling? Well, Chris Solis, I'm happy to announce that yes, absolutely. I've been working on this for a couple years. Uh, I am doing my own version of an Action Master Transformer figure. This is my love letter to that great line that nobody else seems to love but me and you. Uh, the character is called Sen5, and you have seen a little peek of him in the campaign. I believe he is the third character that will get unlocked. And this is precisely what you're asking for. I'm super excited to share, to share this. Sen5 is a character I've had in my head since I was a little kid, and I'm very excited to finally sort of share him with everybody. Um, James Davis, what's the best way to get over jet lag when you fly over there? So it's a couple things. Uh, working out is very crucial. Uh, yesterday, I at, at around 3 p.m., I really started to dip in a bad way. And I, I 
you know, being overtired and being jet lagged, um, it's you just kind of start hallucinating. It's it's a bad way, especially when you're you, the time difference is so profound. You know, we're exactly twelve hours from each other uh, if you're on the East Coast, and uh, it kind of it cognitively impairs you. So I find that when I'm starting to dip in the middle of the day, uh, going to the gym is super important. Uh, I just do 45 minutes of a bike and, you know, listen to a podcast. And even yesterday, I was sort of nodding off on the bike. I had my eyes closed and uh, it it was hard to shake. Um, I also find going in a sauna or in a hot tub helps too. I did that as well yesterday, although that does kind of make you more sleepy in some respects. But uh, heat trauma is really good for waking you up and your body's sort of natural response to heat trauma, like a steam room or a hot shower, uh, is very good for your health and your alertness and it has a ton of benefits. Um, So that's an important one. I also try to abstain from coffee prior to traveling and only use it when I really, really need it. Um, I have a meeting later today at 5 p.m. and then a long dinner. I know I'm going to be in real trouble. So I haven't had any coffee yet this trip. I'm saving it for this afternoon when I'm going to really need a jolt. Um, So I find that that can sort of be pretty productive. Uh, Also, just drinking a lot of water, not uh, overindulging in alcohol is is a really big one because you're sort of then dealing with a hangover and um, jet lag, which is not fun. Uh, James also asks, if you land in Japan and there's a kaiju attack happening, do you turn around? Do you help save as many people as you can? Take many selfies with the monster in the background. Um, Jesus, can I just say D and hide in a bunker? I think that would be my uh, my response. Chris Lucero, do you dust your figures? Um, yeah, I do. I should probably do it more than I do. But yeah, I think it's important to do. Just get some uh, compressed air. Um, and, uh, go to town. I I think there's nothing worse than seeing collection photos and there's just a thick layer of dust. It's gross. We, we have to do better as collectors to inform the world that we are not, um, basement dwellers. Brett Lawson, all the gliosports and the capsules are there for a reason. They're strategically placed. Will we see the add-ons for the capsule in the future? Besides the random stuff everybody has been doing, is there a greater plan in the work? These are works of art. Um, to the first question, no comment. Is there a greater plan? Uh, yes, there is a greater plan. But how much of that plan, I myself do not even know. Uh, that is the real question. Um, and I'm going to leave it at that. Cliff, uh, Clifford Uchida, what are you currently binge watching? Um, I just finished up Rome, the old HBO show, which I was rewatching. It's a fantastic show. It's greatly inspired sort of my aspirations to do something with the Alexander character beyond what's already been done. Um, Other than that, I don't, we're sort of in between shows at my household. Um, I think, oh, we started watching Unbound, that Amazon rotoscoped animation show, which we kind of like. But I think we're waiting for something to come back. I, I also highly recommend... Mindhunters, Series 1 and 2, really fantastic television. Lucas Wardis, do you have any media plans to expand the Nice to Slice brand to a broader, broader audience? Sideshow Collectibles has had a beautiful Instagram presence with a lot of premium content as an example. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I think if there's going to be a much broader audience that is attracted to Nice to Slice, it's going to be through a partnership with somebody who is in animation or filmmaking or, you know, something along those lines. Uh, I'm pretty much over capacity with the little bit that I get to do in terms of the narrative and the the larger story. Um, But we'll keep plugging away in the manner in which we do. Uh, Brian Doran, what's the chase we could get some translucent orange skis or what's the chance we could get some translucent orange skis or some snowshoes, possibly some new feet? for a certain future Desert Rat release. Uh, I wouldn't hold my breath, but it sounds like you're finally uh, decoded what that homage was. 
Uh, Yex, can you recommend any 118th Japanese figure lines, especially in the vein of Knights of the Slice, i.e. self-contained lines not tied to existing media? So, um, I, I don't have any sort of independent 118th scale figures. Um, I would say Desk Toy is pretty close to that, and he's a really fantastic toy maker. You should look him up. In terms of, like, figure lines that are in the vein of Knights of Slice, there is a very important one you all should be collecting. Uh, it, the problem is it's a little tricky to look up because it doesn't have a unifying line name for for all of the um, offerings. But Ban Presto makes it, made a three and three quarter inch Kenner style figure line, and it featured Kaneko Man characters, it featured Tohi characters, it featured um, a, a Common Rider. All these great Japanese brands are in this standard three and three quarter inch form, and that was a huge inspiration point for what I wanted to do with Knights of the Slice. So I definitely recommend you look it up if you go to like. I guess you would look up Ban Presto three and three quarter inch, and that may bring you to the right direction. But there's a ton of those figures; they're really great, and you will start to see where I got the idea for Nice of the Slice with that. Yek says, "Do you think at some point you'd consider doing something in the vein of Design a Night, but for a new sculpt, uh, sort of like a collaborative collective brainstorming contest to generate a new sculpt concept?" Uh, sort of. So we already have this goal built into the Patreon, and I'm, I'm going to pull up the page now and just see uh, what exactly it says. I believe at the goal of 500 patrons, let me see, yeah, uh, when we reach 500 patrons, I will put an entirely new figure into production to be released in 2019. So we sort of have that milestone already built into the Patreon, but... There's a there's a very good reason I don't design by committee. Um, there's a ton of reasons why. Uh, one is it's it's very hard to get a consensus, and as we saw with just something as simple as a colorway, people get turned off when their selection isn't picked. And if you can imagine how spirited people's opinions got about something as simple as a colorway, you can imagine if a sculpted figure is going down the path that they don't desire. And if you have 100 or 200 voices all vying uh, to be creatively expressed in a figure, um, that is probably going to turn off more people than it's going to turn on because the majority of people are not going to get the figure that they wanted to get originally. The other thing is, um, as I've touched on before, I believe in singular creative visions. And that's kind of a complex concept, but basically that there should be one person calling the shots in terms of a production. Because I think the best things we've seen in multimedia have been from a singular creative vision. And I always point to Pen Ward and Adventure Time or Notch and Minecraft. Uh, not to say other people don't work and contribute on these things, but typically there is one person whose neck is on the line, whose reputation is at stake, and who is sort of being the arbiter of taste and making tough creative decisions in order to bring a project to bear. And because I sort of believe so heavily in that, I find it very hard to collaborate with other people on the sort of the, the meat of an idea. Um, and I imagine for me and for my personality it would be even harder if it's not collaborating with one person but it is collaborating to with 100 to 200 people so it's not a good match for my personality and I, I actually think that we would come up with something that was a diminished effort versus if one person is just calling the shots on what the next figure is going to be so hopefully that uh, sheds some light on that uh, final question from Yex if you could bring just one of your characters to life and spend an evening hanging out with them, which one, why, and what activities would the two of you do? It would be Radic. We would do some vector detecting, and then we would all back Action Figure of the Month 2020 on Kickstarter. Okay, SQ. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
Really got what I asked for here. We got a lot of questions. So we're going we're gonna to do lightning round. SQ's lightning round. Here we go. Uh... Previously, you opened up to reviewing other people's toy design work on your Patreon. Did anyone sign up? Um, yeah, sort of. Uh, me and Derek Bracken have been in correspondence about his really fantastic figures and his aspirations. And um, I look forward to Derek's next update because I think he has what it takes to potentially become a toy maker. Number two, can you share your insights into third-party factories more than one, or having more than one factory for production? Will you be covering them in your trip? Um, no, you know, a lot of the factory stuff I kind of play close to the vest. Um, and a lot of manufacturers, toy makers do that because, well, there's a million reasons why. Um, so I don't really want to go too into depth into the politics or who I use and why. And um, it's, you know, there's a myriad of reasons why I don't do that. <laughs> Number three. Have you heard of Bandai's 30-minute mission? No, but I'm assuming that's about getting pizza to customers while it's still piping hot. Number four, do you think an Eastern-themed Glios will work in the community? So uh, by Eastern theme, I'm guessing you mean like um, the Monkey King or sort of mythology of the Pacific Rim. Uh, I do think it would work. I think it all depends on the execution of it. Uh, was third quarter of 2009 a slump for all Glios makers sales? I have no idea. I don't really keep tabs on how other makers are performing. It's not really any of my business. Um, it was not a slump for me. I would say we're actually, we're still in the third quarter. Um, and it's been pretty great. It seems like every quarter is on the uptick for us, thankfully. May not always be that way, but it is right now. Will there be more than one exclusive for New York Comic Con? Uh, so New York Comic Con is going to be a sort of first-to-market exclusive, meaning that that will be people's first opportunity to purchase a figure that will be available later on in a larger quantity. We don't have anything that is only and strictly going to be available at New York Comic Con. Uh, but we will be at Gotcha... Uh, what is their name? I'm sorry. I should have looked at this earlier. Uh, uh, uh. Gotcha Robot. We will be at Gotcha Robot's booth, number 682 at New York Comic Con, and they will have some cool stuff on display, so make sure you check that out. Uh, will Kit's Night of the Slice design be in uh, Action Figure of the Month, too, or a separate line? Uh, I don't know yet. We're still really, really early in the production, and not even the production, in the, the sort of planning stages, so it's tough to say. Um, I haven't even formally asked him if he wanted it to be an action figure of the month. But um, if he does, I think I would probably keep it a surprise for you guys. Uh, where do you normally list your toy sales? I don't do much toy sales anymore. I used to just put them on eBay. Um, I've sold some stuff through Instagram. Uh, I What I typically do now is loose toys that I want to sell. I save for things like Toy Pizza Con. I like having them, I like having big bins for sale at um, shows where I can interact with people. Number nine, am I afraid of unrest in Hong Kong and getting stuck here? Nope. Uh, you know, I know, I, I've been in some hairy situations before. I've been to some, you know, political rallies and things like that. Uh, I don't believe the Hong Kong people as I know them to be an intrinsically violent or dangerous uh race or city to be in, um, and uh, no, I, I don't feel particularly unsafe here. I think, I was thinking about this earlier, I think I felt more unsafe traveling internationally during the George W. Bush administration, because I would constantly uh, have cab drivers getting in arguments with me, I would have, you know, like, people really, really, really were profoundly anti-American and anti uh, George W. during uh, his administration and the sort of uh, wars that he perpetrated. And I felt much more unsafe then uh, than I do now, if that makes any sense. Um, next question. How often does do Patreon sales happen? Uh, it's completely random. I don't want to be tied to a sort of schedule for Patreon sales or pre-orders or things like that. It, Patreon has to work for me. I can't work for Patreon, if that 
makes sense. I know I'm asking if that makes sense a lot today because uh, my brain is not working. Number 11, do you think pop culture indie artists have one chance to make it big during their career uh, before they either die off or reduce to a small following? Not limited to toy makers, it seems hard to maintain the popularity with the continued creativity since works or style will stale over time. I think this is a fantastic question. What I believe the truth to be is that well-rounded people make for make for creatives with longevity. I think if you are only a one-note artist in whatever discipline you're in and you only ever do that one piece of art and that one specific style and your life is not full and rewarding and rich outside of that and you don't have pursuits outside of that and you lack a healthy level of disdain for the thing that you toil in, then I think you're doomed uh, to have a diminishing return. Uh, I consider myself to be an artist with um, real longevity because I have... Uh, I am detached from what it is I do in some respects because, uh, you know, I'm interested in other things beyond just action figures and the action figure world and action figure message boards and uh, things like that. I, I enjoy being unplugged from those things as well so that I sort of have a multifaceted life and pursuit. Um, yeah. That's a nice place to put a pin in it. Number 12. uh, Oh, I guess this is referring the last question. How do I position myself in that? And I think I just spoke on that. Number 13. How long will Matt Dowdy be in the Glios game? I presume you will be in this game for at least a decade more. Uh, To the latter part, yeah. I think uh, I will be doing this eh, maybe not a decade more, but probably at least 10 years encapsulated. I think that's fair. How long will Dowdy be doing this? He'll be doing this until he drops dead. Um, I have no doubt about that. Number 14, do you... I don't seem to remember, remember Knights of the Slice having an anniversary sale, toy release, or celebration. Have we ever gotten one? No. Uh, 2020 would be the five-year anniversary, and maybe we'll do something for that. Fill us in on Ono Don Ramen and its CEO, Takashi Yuda. Sounds familiar. A thousand toys, guys. Their tech, their rivalry, was he a classmate of Fred? Um, this is probably a good uh, Dostazapod topic. I don't want to do it now, but maybe we'll do one about the Ono Don ramen chain. Um, the other part of why I don't want to answer is because I don't know. This stuff sort of writes itself. Number 16 is device ninja under Ono Don ramen control. It's a good question. We're going to have to see if anything happens with that. Um, does that mean we'll get a burger empire from United State, from USA in the Knights of Slice universe? There is one. I believe it was called, oh God, I can't remember. There is a, is it like Atomic Burger or something? If you go back and look at Gamma Guy's origin stories, there is a burger chain that is a rival to Pizza Shunt. Uh, and that's the slice. And Gamma Guy worked for them. Number 18, is that the end for the Leviathan sermon? No, there are more sermons to come. Number 19, are we moving to having seasonal nights with UV being summer? Um, not regularly. You know, there may be occasional seasonal stuff, but not regularly. Number 20, do you think we've gotten burnout faster in superhero movies? Or Star Wars, Phase 4 doesn't look good, and DC is still a mess. I think... We're all burned out from mega blockbusters. Um, Again, as I said before, go back and look at the year 2009 and what amazing, small, independent, groundbreaking films were released then, and then look at the current landscape of the past several years. Um, There's, it's all big budget films and sequels and spinoffs, and we're all sort of atrophied. I don't think it's just the, just you know, laid at the feet of superheroes and Star Wars, although those are not sort of helping any newness or creativity. Number 21, will you ever regret like Marvel did for selling Spider-Man movie rights if I sold Knights of the Slice? Um, Who knows? I, uh, I think if I were, if I were to sell Knights of the Slice to a media company, which is a fallacy to even think about, but 
Uh, suppose I did, I would not sell certain aspects of Knights of Slice, uh, specifically characters that existed before Knights of Slice, things like Rex Gannon, Cray Drake, Old Heroes. Those would sort of not be part of the deal that I would do. Uh, number 22, do you keep track of the Knights' numberings? No, I have no idea. Um, are the prototype pilot program stuff only available for a limited period? Yes, because I don't want to be making them because they take a, a lot of time and manpower. Number 24, last I heard you were planning for a subsidy vehicle playset. Uh, nope, that is incorrect. No aspirations to do that. Number 25, parts are commonly reused in other characters to reduce cost. How does this affect the designing aspect? Is there a workaround that you apply? No, I don't think too much about it other than in a broader sense, like, oh, a muscular torso like Radic could have implications later on for other characters I want to do. But I'm not sort of, I try not to sort of think too heavily on that. Dowdy is much more aligned with that kind of thinking. Like he wants to really, to really have longevity in every figure he does. I'm okay with doing figures that may not have very much long-term application if the character itself is great. Uh, number 26, what is happening with the Ismujuku line? Is it discontinued? Could you help to send this to Thousand Toys? Uh, I don't know. You'd have to ask them. Um, completely separate entities. But if I uh, think of it when I see them this weekend, I'll bring it up. Quentin Russo discovered a photo of Bomber of Bunny Bomber. Looks awesome. Would love to know more. Uh, Bunny Bomber is a uh, old hero of mine, one of the goofier characters. I would love to do a bunny head at some point. Uh, and I did do a custom, which I don't think I showed anyone. I'll have to post a pic of it. It was kind of fun, but kind of terrible too. Gavin Raider, I've noticed the reverse head of the heavy caliber accessory set. Accessory sets have remained unpainted since the silver device. Any particular reason you've decided to keep it blank? Are there any plans for new material boy device, possibly dark translucent PVC made with sparkles. Um, so I don't paint the backside of double-sided heads because I largely see those as being Dowdy's uh, version of the character. If you look at these sort of figures we do together, typically I release the figure first and it has a sort of standard head and then Dowdy will paint and release the figure with the inverse head uh, swapped around. And we've kind of just used that as a way to delineate the character and the releases. Um, I, I will, I'm sure, at some point utilize the reverse heads on things. Um, but, uh, you know, that's kind of how we sort of have worked it out so far unofficially. And I think it works pretty well. In terms of new Material Boy devices... Um, I'm just about due to place a new order for Device Ninja, so I'm sure there will be some, but nothing is sort of like sitting ready to launch. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to do anything with Sparkles anytime soon, but it's always a possibility. More from Gavin Ryder. If we're still, uh, if we were all still hunter-gatherers, our world might be a bit more balanced. The humanities affected on the planet would be significantly reduced. Do you feel like checking out from the modern world? If so, where on the planet would you start this new survivalist lifestyle? What type of food would you forage from your surroundings? What type of shelter would you build? How would you travel? Uh, so I've thought about this a lot. I have a sort of doomsday prepper strain in me due to growing up in a doomsday cult. Um, I've gotten very... When I first sort of moved upstate, I got very big into uh, bushcraft and things like that. Um, I don't know that I want to live in a world like that. I do think... We have a pretty good world, ultimately, that just needs to have the fundamentals changed or tweaked in order to sort of, you know, better serve humanity. Um, I think that uh, I have checked out from the world. I think that the, you know, I and it may, may be in little ways, but... Moving upstate and out of New York City was a big deal and ultimately 100% what I needed for my psyche and my sanity. Um, I think deleting my old Facebook and just having a sort of professional Facebook for you guys was a big part of checking out. Um, avoiding most news is another step I've taken and it's been incredibly rewarding. And, uh, and then getting off of Instagram recently 
these have all been sort of actions in that direction, and I think that I've benefited greatly. I know certainly my creative output has. Final question. You mentioned micros showing up in the future. Can you give a teaser? I missed out on BLT micros, and they are hard to get without giving up a kidney. Um, well, yeah, there are more micros coming. As I said, I, I'm, I think I've designed the micros I want to do, and they're either in production or will be soon. Um, I don't know how much I want to tell you guys yet, but I will say if you missed out on BLT, you're going to get an even better opportunity for that. So don't feel too down about that. Um, thank you for your questions. And now let's roll on and listen to the Kit Lau interview. And uh, thank you guys. Hello and welcome to a very special Distazapod with very terrible audio because we are in a car in mainland China heading to the factory. And I have with me today the guest that everybody's been asking for more than anybody else. They want me to talk to the famous toy designer, Kit Lau. Say hello, Kit. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, so uh, apologies. I know there's going to be a lot of background noise and things like that. Uh, but um, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. And so I'm going to kick off this interview with a very special question for Kit. Who is your favorite all-time G.I. Joe character? Uh, I think every people is the same. Snake Eyes? Snake Eyes, yeah. <laughs> I thought as much. Um, for me, it's... Uh, Snake Eyes is definitely up there. In the top three, of okay. course. Do you, have a, do you have a specific version of Snake Eyes? You want the classic one? The original? Um, I think... Um, I keep keep playing the one on my desk. is the one have a backpack. They have a, like a... Uh, the hand they can have the strength to to hanging in the in the in, in the shelf something yeah. like this. It, is that from the um, the, the movie book. series yeah. or yeah. this is the vintage yeah. version? Uh, yeah, yeah, not not the movie version. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I for me, uh, I think Chuckles is my favorite. Do you know that character with the Hawaiian shirt? I don't remember the, all the name. Yeah, I just remember <laughs> the image. Yeah. Um, so Acid Rain is probably the most important toy line of the last 10 years, I think. Especially when it comes to 3.75-inch three, action figures. It's not a category that there's a lot of innovation for, but I feel like what you've built with Acid Rain has been tremendously important and really one of the most newest and freshest ideas in action figures. I think that's fair to say. Um, is there a single old toy line that you sort of based Acid Rain on? But but uh, before your, your question, I, you just recall my memory of how, how I create Acid Rain. I, I remember the moment I I repaint the uh, his tank on my desk mm -hmm. and uh, I feel that mm, this scale is quite fit for my world so before that maybe some people ask me oh why don't you you build one six figure uh, because at that moment one six is the popular scale but for me uh, when I grow up I always play with the vehicle and you know a transformer so how, why don't we just uh, 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 use this scale to create uh, to, to to present as it ring well something like this yeah the the magic moment is I, I repaint my my his tank on the table you just recall my man <laughs> that's great so the the sort of uh, the idea for acid rain was sort of merging transformer with GI Joe in some respect actually uh, I have a world first and um, you know we, we grow up in in 80s, we have so many uh, memory of the different toys. So uh, maybe they, they inspire me to create as a ring well. After that, um, I have to find a way to present this well. So I choose the GI Joe because I have a vehicle. Yeah. So I, before that, I also uh, thinking how about using the the scale in the mass. You, you know the mass figure. Yes. But for for 
that moment is too small and the technology cannot uh, fit for the good articulation. So I think it's good to start with the 3.75. So that is what we need. Definitely. Yeah, I think that there's there have been transforming toys done in the mask scale before, but it is sort of a little too small to really have a lot of action and yeah. a lot of guns and accessories and, and good personality in the in the faces and the head sculpts. Um, um, we were also talking about uh, your current obsession is Starcom, mm, okay. the the really great toy line yeah, yeah, yeah. that was um, designed in part with NASA. It was a it was somewhat um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say propaganda, but it was to sort of encourage imagination for space travel within young kids oh, yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. And I do agree with you. I think that Starcom is probably the best of minifigure toy lines because I have certain things I look for in minifigures, right? Mm -hmm. I like hands that can hold weapons. I think that's important. Mask doesn't have that. The feet can, can map that to the vehicle. Yes. Um, Interactive system. I like articulation, you know, yeah. so I want at least knee articulation. Starcom has that. Uh, I love the clear plastic visors that they come with. I think that's a, a tremendous point. The gear and the weapons all look really cool. They have a good 80s, 90s sort of aesthetic design to them. Future sci-fi, you know. Um, and then, of course, the magnet feature was really tremendous. And it, and it made for vehicles that were really complex and dynamic. So I... I uh, I totally agree with you that I think Starcom is like one of those really great lines. The only thing I think is maybe the figures are a little bit too small. It would have been cool if they worked in scale with Mask and you could have the Starcom guys sort of driving Mask vehicles. And also I also like the color, color tone. The, they mix with the space, a color tone and the military. Yeah. So I really love it. That sort of like real type design. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Because uh, before that, like uh, the very early G.I. Joe, the, the green color is very light and very sat the saturation is very high. Yeah. But Starcom is more like a reali realistic uh, uh, color matching. So, yeah. so it's very cool. I've noticed on Acid Rain, it's all very much real type. Like that is the, the sort of color palette. Olive drab, camo patterns mustard you know very subdued colors probably with the exception of the um the sort of army guy greens that you do which i really love i think those are great sets um do you ever want to just do something wild that's in all neon colors and totally yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. something like a uh, special team like a uh, more uh, lot um like um like a citizen to to make a normal uh, like a lot 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 government upgrade, uh, uh, civilians yeah civilians yeah, yeah 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 something like this so you think that someday we may get some civilians wearing blue jeans and yeah on the way yeah you will see excellent I look forward <laughs> to that <laughs> I've always been uh, I always liked civilian characters and I remember um, in like the days of McFarland toys. I always liked the really plain characters more than the the sort of monster type characters. Like they they had two detectives, Sam and Twitch, and they were just in regular brown suit and very boring looking. And I always thought that was really cool. And I, I you know I think having civilian characters gives a toy line uh, just another dimension. You know that is sort of missing in the world of superheroes and things like that oh yeah yeah but uh on the technology size uh, we want to um, make something special like uh, uh for example uh, the t-shirt we will want to have some print on it something like this yeah a nice yeah. tampo print logo or yeah, yeah. yeah i think there's an interesting way to do that um in the world of acid rain do you have sort of traditional superheroes i know there's sort of like uh, radiation mutants and uh, augmented cyborgs. Do you have like a traditional superhero? I think it depends on the storyline to develop. For example, uh, uh, 
in acid rain world there are some radiation, some pollution. So maybe something like a lot, for example, a wolf or coyotes in the acid rain world maybe become more like a monster style, something like this. Yeah. Uh, I'm creating, um, is it time to say, I'm creating <laughs> some animal in acid rain world. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah, well, that's very yeah, exciting. Yeah. I hope uh, in this few months I can take, uh, then show the sample in show or IG, I can present the, the animal. I think the Asyrian fans uh, maybe know what I'm talking about because I, I'm not always painting uh, animals. <laughs> maybe they, they know what I'm doing. Um, out of uh, the, the different genres of action figures, is there a genre that you really want to tackle? Like maybe pirates or gladiators or... Um, traditional ninjas or is there some sort of genre that you would if you had an unlimited budget you would like to do um uh basically uh, uh um, for for example pirate i uh, in in as ring road they have some uh, modern pirate mm -hmm. but for the uh for the uh, uh, caribbean uh, 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 uh pirate or or traditional ninja I will separate to the other toy line to it would be a spin-off yeah yeah uh, actually I'm creating something out of acid ring well something more uh, like uh, sci-fi or superhero style yeah is is there a name for this uh, separate project is it like kit Lao presents or um, still Pending, the, still the pending. <laughs> but oh, I am already finished some of the sample. Yeah, yeah. If you had to uh, design some a toy that was historically accurate for some period in history that was interesting to you, what what do you think you would pick? Mm. Like maybe World War One, or you know, could be any. Depends on the the character because uh, like. Um, Paratext role for this hero maybe in the World War One for mm -hmm. um, the other hero um, like more sci-fi maybe in the future something like this so yeah. I think it's like a, a, you can go to the, go inside the room and there are different door mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, go through this door you will see this hero um, something like this um, more than like uh, Marvel they all uh, Iron Man can meet with uh, uh, Mar uh, Captain Marvel, something like this. Mm -hmm. I, I will separate the world. Maybe someday they will cross over together. But I want to, um, yeah, depends on the character and create a one new world, something like this. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, how did you sort of come across American toys in the '80s? How did you find them? Did you ever like visit the United States, or would you just get them in Hong Kong? It's very expensive uh, to to buy some some uh, uh, old toy. Some of them, are, um, especially, is I think it's eBay. All people also go to eBay to check it out. Something like yeah. this. Hong Kong, maybe you can find some of it, but mainly is if you find find the old toy, maybe Hong Kong is a good choice. Yeah. Or go to Japan, but for the U.S. toy, it's hard, a little bit hard to find it. Yeah. yeah. So when I was a kid, I've told this story before, but at my school, I found a Bakuriman seal somehow out, out on the playground. And I had no idea what Bakuriman was, but it was like a piece of treasure to me. And it took me many, many years to figure out what that was and that it was a, a candy line that was still available today. Did you ever come across any American action figures or things like that when you were young and if so like what was the first one that you remember if it is really early I think it's the, the green soldier like green army man uh, green army man yeah yeah after that uh, like um, you know when I was very young uh, family didn't buy much uh, very expensive toy for me mm -hmm. After that, maybe it's uh, like a He-Man and some um, the, the metal, uh, uh, the matchbox car, mm, something like mm -hmm. this. Yeah, and uh, TMNT are uh, uh, Ninja Ninja Turtles, uh, Ninja yeah, Ninja Turtles, yeah, yeah, something like this. And after that, uh, become is 
Before that, I didn't realize Transformer is uh, Japan or uh, US style because uh, I saw the the cartoon. I I will feel that uh, is uh, I I didn't realize this this one is uh, you know right now is Hasbro or <laughs> the right. So um, before that, I I didn't didn't separate this this clearly. Yeah. So I think it's Ninja Turtles and and, and He Man something. So if it's Ninja Turtles, that brings up an interesting question. What was the first Ninja Turtle you had, or did you have a? Did you like one of them more than the others? Uh, I'm not really clear the memory, but I I, I really love to put on the the uh, the sword and yeah. different weapon. But uh, the the unhappy thing is um, I never connect uh, four of. This. Oh, you didn't have Before, all four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you know that it's really hard to ask my parents to to buy one already. So you, you, if you say you want to collect all of them, she will very. <laughs> you you cannot cannot collect all. So so sometimes um, uh, I really happy to do something like a leaflet in the in the toy uh, toy inside the toy. They always have one word is collect them all, mm-hmm. but you never. Can't <laughs> do, do you remember um, which ones you had though? Was it orange, blue, purple, or red? Uh, the the sword one. The sword one, yeah, Leonardo, yeah, the blue yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My first one was Raphael, and I broke his size uh, instantly. <laughs> and then, I think the second one I got was Michelangelo, and he became my favorite. I liked Michelangelo the best, I think. Yeah. Um, well, excellent. I think that will do it for us today uh we uh we're in the middle of i don't know where we're surrounded (laughs) surrounded by lots of plants big plants and highways (laughs) um so thank you guys for listening thank you kit for your time and uh make sure you follow kit on instagram and everywhere else um acid rain world at acid rain world on instagram that's going to be your best source of news And hopefully we'll have some updates on our little project together at some point in the future. And thank you guys for listening. Pizza out.